So, sock passe tout le monde. You already know who it is. It's me, Madame Zir, aka the Unapologetic Nonconformist, with a new episode of Unloaded and Uncovered. Go ahead and find me on Instagram at Sensation 13 Go ahead and like and follow this page on Facebook, Unloaded and Uncovered Podcast. I didn't have an episode up last week because I really didn't have anything to talk about. But today I'm going to... Today I'm going to give you guys a, a little insight on the conversation that I have with my partner. So... Um, I know I talked about being off the market and finding someone and things like that, but we had a very interesting conversation yesterday and the conversation, um, in this conversation, we discuss how we would want our family dynamic to be and how we would want to raise our children. So I had asked him, I posed the question and I asked him like, yo, how, like what part of your childhood like what in your childhood would you want to um teach your children I didn't really say it in that sense but I asked him like what's what values and morals will you take from your childhood and implement them into your into your um into your family into the family that you want to you know, bring up and into your kids. And um, it really struck, it ensued a very um, heart-to-heart conversation because he, I'm going to tell you a little backstory. He grew up in a family dyna- a family structure. Um, it was very, it was nurturing, you know what I'm saying? Granted, he was sheltered a little bit. Um, it still was very loving and supportive. Me, however, I grew up in a very toxic and hostile environment, okay? So, the both of us had two different, we literally grew up differently. <laughs> like, it literally was a black and white. There's no gray area in in the sense of how we both were raised and how we grew up. So, when he told me, you know, uh, how he wanted to, things that he learned from his childhood and and how he was raised and things like that. What he wanted to um, teach his children was pretty much based on um, not n- not so much shielding them, but also being able to nurture them as well and to learn the difference between needs and wants. And I can agree. You know, I can agree with that. And for me... I said that I want my children to be love supported and know that no matter what it is that they do, no matter what it is, uh, even if they're wrong or right, I will stand up for them. And if they're wrong, I'll reprimand them in private versus reprimand them in public. Because in in our culture, in the Haitian culture, I'm going to let y'all know, our parents don't give a shit wherever we are. Most black parents. I don't know if it's all black parents, but Haitian parents don't give a shit where they are. They will cuss you out in front of anybody. They will embarrass you. They will humiliate you in front of anybody. They they do not care. Um, It doesn't matter if it's in the house. It doesn't matter if it's in the street. Some of them, some parents, for those that were very lucky, 
they would get reprimanded in the home. But some of us, no, they didn't care where we were. They would reprimand us outside in public, you know what I'm saying? Just cussing us out in, in Creole or whatever. If they knew a little English, it would be some jacked up curse words in English and it'll be thrown at us. And growing up in the environment that I grew up in, in a very hostile and toxic environment, um, I was never protected in that sense. I was never, my parents never stood up for me. Um, they would always they would always believe other people versus believe me. So when I was explaining that to him, I told him like you know I never had anybody literally support me or stand up for me in any instance of my life. Um, some people would try, some people have tried, but they have failed. They were unsuccessful simply because they didn't want to deal with the wrath of my mother. Now, my father was never around, okay? So that's that's just number one. He wasn't around. In his mind, he was, but he wasn't around. So when it came to dealing with, um, when it came to people trying to stand up for me as a child, it never worked out because my mom was always very negative and, um, you know, telling people this is my child, I'm going to do what I want with my child, you know, this, that, and the other. So how I saw people stand up for me, it was mainly the, um, it was mainly them telling me when I am of age, AKA when I am 18, that I'm supposed to reach out to build a relationship with them. And I know I probably have talked about this in previous episodes, but it was very important for me to, to let my partner know that, um, I want to make sure that my children know that I have their back. I want to make sure that they know that they are loved and supported in whatever that they want to do. I don't give a damn. They do have to go, you know, kindergarten through high school. They do have to go to school. That's mandatory. However, after they've turned 18, I'm not going to be that parent where I'm just like, are you 18? You got to get out of my house. Absolutely not. Because I feel like that's where a lot of um, black children fail is that some, well, not a lot, most, because if the house is already toxic, if they're already in a toxic environment and they're not loving or things like that, the environment is not loving or supportive, immediately they're like, oh, I can't wait till I'm 18 so I get the hell up out of here. Um, there are certain, there are certain factors uh, to, there are certain things that, that black children have to have instilled in them. And there's certain, um, how do you say this? There's certain (laughs) found, there's a certain foundation that they need. There's a foundation that black children need in order to literally thrive in society, to make it in society. And a lot of us have do not have that, especially when we walk into society as an adult. So I specifically told him, I was like, there is not, I'm not going to kick my child out at 18. That's not going to happen. They're going to stay at the house. I don't give a damn if they go to school part-time and work part-time or don't go to school and work part-time or they end up creating a business for themselves and work part-time. Like, they're going to have to do something. 
It's not going to be like you're just going to stay in the house, you know what I'm saying, not doing anything. I will allow them to literally take off a year to just be and figure things out. I didn't mention this to him, but I should. I don't mind if they do that or if they want to travel or whatever. I don't give a damn. However, what I will talk to him about and what I do want the both of us to um, uh, to instill in our, our, our children is the fact that um, you really, education is important if you want to become a doctor, a lawyer, um, if you want to become an engineer, an architect, whatever the case may be. If you want to become one of those type of, if you want to have that type of career and go into that field, you will have to go to college. However, I want them to know that there are other avenues to be successful and to have a career in. It's not simply by the book. Um, I want them to know, I want them to have a solid foundation of who they are and um, how they reason. And I want them to fuck up. I really want them to fuck up in the home. I don't want them to fuck up out in these streets because the world has shown us black people that we are not liked at the fuck all. We, they don't give a shit about us. They don't care about us. We, you know, we have this hashtag, this whole movement of Black Lives Matter. And they simply think that just because we are saying, hey, we matter too, and we are we're technically ignoring the fact that everyone's life is less than and ours is more important. Even though we've been marginalized and we have succumbed to so much trauma and um, generational hurt that everyone everyone else in the world thinks that it's okay that we can handle this and we can deal with it and all this other bullshit. No. I want my children to know it's going to suck having to tell them this shit that the world doesn't like us simply because of the way that we look, period. So you're going to have to move way differently than everyone else in the world. Well, most black people, all of us, all black people got to move differently than the rest of the world, period. And now on top of that, you coming from a Haitian mama who, whose history is embedded in the slaves revolting and getting rid of their slave masters, the French and the Europeans off of the island by killing them. So it's definitely a double-edged sword. Well, shit, it's more than a double-edged sword. It's if, you, if there was three swords in one, it'd be a triple-edged sword, okay? So you're black, you're living in America, and your mama Haitian, and everybody knows the history of the Haitian Revolution, all right? So that's already playing up against you. So I just want, well, I don't want to say I, because this is a partnership. Um, we just want our children to be that. We want our children to be We want our children to be respectable citizens of the world. We want them to grow up in a household where they are loved and supported, and we want them to see what black love looks like. We also want. I know that we I know that we want this. We also want them to be successful in whatever they do. So, like my partner stated that he wants our children to know 
what it's like to, you know, needs versus wants. I want them to understand that as well. I want them to understand um, how credit works. I want them to be financially uh, stable and literate. I wasn't financially stable and literate growing up, okay? I may have, I want to say, I want to explain what that means. I was financially stable on the outside, meaning I was taken care of. I looked, you know, my mother made sure I looked good. I was clean and all this other stuff. However, the pockets weren't financially literate. I didn't, I never saw my mother save. I never saw my mother do anything. She spent before she even received. So I picked up those bad spending habits over the years. Now, it sucks. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, a lot of black people have gone through that shit and have seen our parents do some crazy shit with some money and we learn late. However, thankfully, my partner was a little bit smarter. He didn't do he didn't do all that stuff until he hit his 30s. He was he waited to get a credit card until he was in his 30s. So I'm like, wow, he never went to college. He was in trade. So you see what I'm saying? So he actually, of course, he made some um, irresponsible decisions with some with his money, you know, that he has discussed that he talked to me about. I'm not going to sit here and put and tell you exactly what it was. But he did mention like, yeah, there were times where I made some stupid decisions with my money, but I waited until I was in my 30s to do certain things with my credit, period. So. In that sense, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's actually kind of smart. I don't know if he was taught that. I didn't really ask. I didn't go too deep into it. But that makes sense. So we want to make sure that our children are set up financially. We want to make sure that whatever it is that they want to do, we back them up 100%. Um, because both my partner and I are creatives, right? We use our talents to make money. We use what we got to make money. Granted, I went to college and I never finished. Um, I should have never been in college, <laughs> number one. <laughs> like, honestly, I should have never been in college. I should have never went to college because college was not for me. I was trying to make it fit. It wasn't working. I was trying to make it. I was trying to make things. I was trying to make things fit into my life that I knew wasn't for me the only reason why I went to college is because everybody in my family was like you need to go to college you need to go to college to get a good job and do this and I'm like I don't fucking I don't want to work in corporate America like that like at first I thought I wanted to be an accountant because I was good at math as soon as I took my first accountant class I failed I said no this is some bullshit I don't like this and then on top of that the teacher literally said out loud this is not what we do in the real world but we're going to teach you this. I said, so why are we here? She was like, but you have to learn this. I immediately gave that test. Like this was before she gave us the test. I immediately got up and put that test on her desk. And I was like, you might as well just fail me because I'm not coming back. So I knew that college wasn't for me. One, I was bored. Two, uh, I didn't felt I was being intellectually challenged. And three, um, I embarrassed a couple of my professors, you know what I'm saying, while I was in college. So I just knew this wasn't going to work. I knew it wasn't going to work. But my family was like, you have to keep going. You have, you need that education. You need that education. You need that education. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't necessarily need an education. 
I was like, I, I don't necessarily want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be an engineer. I don't want to be none of this shit that you need a degree for to be successful or make money. I was like, I don't want none of that. <laughs> and I literally told them my sophomore year in college. I was like, this isn't for me. I literally told my mother, I can't do this anymore. This isn't for me. I got cussed out because she was like, oh, you're not going to embarrass me. You're going to finish. So I tried to finish. No. Flunked out of college. Was like, I'm out. Made up lies and stories about, yeah, I'm just taking a break, taking a break. Tried to go back to several community colleges. It wasn't working there either. And I knew it. I knew it deep down inside. This shit is not for me. 2017, I tried to go back. 2017, 2018, I tried to go back. I was like, all right, you know what? I only got this amount of money, this amount of time left. I'm good. Two years in, I'm good. I was supposed to graduate in 20, last year. I was supposed to graduate last year. The year before I was supposed to graduate, no, two years before I was supposed to graduate, um, <laughs> sent an email to the, uh, uh, to the dean of students or whatever office it was, telling them they, in so many words that they can kiss my ass. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna get vaccinated or update my vaccination information. You can kiss my ass. In so many words. So my registration got blocked. Um, of course, it was a black man who blocked me. They called me in the office and he was like, "You can't say this in the email." And I was like, "Yeah, but you got a whole bunch of white kids with a zero point." eight GPA walking around here simply because mommy and daddy wrote a big ass check for them to still be in this school. And he just looked at me. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I'm sure you don't know what you're talking about. But that was that. And then my registration got blocked. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this. That was the last time I was like, I'm not, I'm not going back. I know I got a year left. I'm not finishing. Forget it. This isn't for me. I tried. I literally have been trying since 2006 to get my degree. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing this. And I've racked up so much loans. I'm more pissed at myself for listening to people and racking up this much money in loans. And I'm just like, ah, I don't want this for my children. So I'm definitely in my stance from where I'm standing, I'm going to tell them don't do that shit. (laughs) If you know, if you feel that college is not for you, don't go. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. And do not get loans, period. I will be that example for them. I will show them that. And I'm sure they're going to crack jokes and come at me sideways, and I'm ready for it, and I want them to, because this is something I don't want you to do. I don't want you to go through. Not to do, but I don't want you to go through. However, I do well, I'm not sure if my partner wants this, but I'm sure we do. We want them to fuck up in the house. I want them to fuck up some in the house. I want them to to do, to mess up while they are young, to um, ask questions, as many questions as they can while they are young and in their 20s, to figure themselves out while they are young and in their 20s, to experience... Um, you know, to go through whatever self journey that need, that that they need to go through while they're young and in their twenties with our guidance, because at the same time, my partner and I we're gonna be growing and learning with them as they grow and learn. We don't have all the answers. We don't, and we will never have all the answers. 
And if we don't know something, we're definitely going to find out or find somebody that might know more than us in that subject area to be able to prepare our children to be amicable citizens of this world. And we will make sure that they understand we're human just like you. We will fuck up. We will not be the perfect parents. We will not be the perfect humans. However, in this instant, we're going to know when you are, I believe a lot of people, this is where a lot of people get, um, this is where a lot of us sometimes forget that we are human and sometimes forget that our parents are human. What we need to do is when we have children to let them know we were once your age and we did this stupid shit too. And I feel like my partner and I will definitely be like, yo, we was your age. We we were your age at one point in, in time. Understand what I'm saying? We did the same stupid shit too. But I think... Um, I think just by experiencing the things that I've experienced with my parents, I think a lot, a lot of times parents want their children to grow up quick and to be mature quick and to realize that, listen, I'm grown, I'm this, I'm that, you should both supposed to be mature. And it takes a while for both, even though women mature quicker than men, I mean, girls mature quicker than boys. It still takes a while for a young lady to mature unless certain circumstances or events have happened in her life, transpired in her life to where she had to really mature very quickly, a.k.a. a teen pregnancy or anything like that or molestation or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter if it's a girl or boy, but I'm just saying in that sense. So I think my partner and I understand that we will have to keep reminding ourselves that we are going to experience ourselves in our children plus an additional personality that the child brings to the dynamic of our family because we will have to sit back and be like yo we used to do the same goofy ass shit that our children are doing right now and we can't get upset and we can't get mad to the point that we're like why is why are you not maturing as quickly as we have matured because it took a minute for all of us collectively as adults to mature we can't put we can't impose and we can't sit here and act as if um we are expecting our children and our teens to get it as soon as we say it that shit don't work Because we didn't do that shit with our parents. And I know good and hell and well, my children are not going to do that with me. I might be a very rare case. So my children get it as soon as I say, as soon as we say something. But I highly doubt that that shit will click the first time he or I say anything to our children. So it's just a matter. It's it's a circle of life. Like, (laughs) it's a fucking circle of life. We did this shit to our parents, and we know that in turn our children will do that shit to us. But we have to understand, we have to be patient with ourselves because we see a part of ourselves in our children and a part of our partner in our children and and then our children's own personality as well. So I think that um, 
if our children understand how that works, how that dynamic works, and if they're under, if they understand and they're receptive to the fact that mom and dad are not as perfect as you think we are, as we're, as you may have made us to be, I think, I think by the time that they're adults, they will, they will be more receptive to being our friend. Cause I think a lot of times parents want their children to be their friends very soon. I don't want, I don't want to say I don't want, I would rather my child understand who I am in the sense, in, in the age bracket that they're in, depending on however they perceive or receive information or, you know, I'm trying to explain, I'm trying to explain this shit as best as I could, but I just want my children to understand like, okay, you think mommy and daddy is the best. But there are going to be times mommy and daddy are going to piss you off and you're not going to like mommy and daddy. And there's going to be times where mommy and daddy's not going to like you. You're going to piss mommy and daddy off. I just want to be as transparent as I can. Well, we just want to be transparent as we can with our children. And if they got questions, hard-ass questions at a very young age and they want to ask us, we, we're, we, we, uh, we have a way. I know we have ways of how we answer questions and things like that. Like, he's a bomb-ass wordsmith. Like, he is great with words and he's honest and very straightforward and, and here for the facts. And me, if you know me, if you've ever interacted with me and know me personally, you know my black ass is blunt as hell and straight to the point. So I think with both of both of those attributes that we have, I believe our children will be more receptive to um learning the facts and learning the truth and how to accept and deliver the truth. Um in a very loving way, in a very loving and supportive way. But I think that conversation was dope that we had yesterday. I don't want to get too, go too far into it or too much into it, but I'm definitely going to bring him on on one episode. Um, more, I think I'm going to, more than likely, I'm going to move my podcast to video so you can see the dynamic that we have with each other. With each other. Um, yeah, audio would be great. I'm definitely going to translate it into audio, but that conversation was dope because I got to see him in a in a different light. He's an amazing man, first of all. He's a great person. But I got to see him in a different light, and he got to see me in a different light. And just because we grew up in two different environments, um, it it it's just like we're it's like we're starting over, but we're starting over together. Only we are starting over. But we're starting over together and um, and I love how that line of communication is open on both ends. Like no question is off limits. No question is off limit. Um, we are very transparent with each other. We're very honest, very, very honest. Um, we are we are here for the facts and the facts only. And it's a very. Um, it's a very, we also have very intimate uh, conversations, even though we are miles apart right now. So I'm going to bring them on. I just feel like it's better. I'm going to try and figure out how to bring them on, but I'm going to bring them on. And I think um, I'm going to do a an actual live. I'm going to do a video segment of it, too, with us and things like that. So I appreciate y'all for listening. If this resonated, if this episode resonated with you on here and share it you know what i'm saying to all your platforms um 
You also can find me again on Instagram at Haitian at Haitian Sensation Thirteen, Facebook Mark the Desire. Uh, like and follow this page, Unloaded and Uncovered podcast on Facebook. And if you do find me on IG or Facebook, please let me know because. Lately, I've been getting some weird-ass requests. I don't know where people coming from, but you have to just slide. Just send a message saying, hey, I heard your podcast. That's where I found you, or that's where you told me. I'm, something, because it'd be weird. It's just people are weird these days. Just let me know where you found me at or where, why you here, because otherwise you might get blocked or ignored. I know I tell y'all y'all can find me on there, but just send a message saying, yo, I heard one of your episodes or resonated, or you liked it, or didn't like it, say something, don't worry, I don't bite, only if you want me to, but that's only for him, (laughs) all right, y'all, I will catch y'all in the next episode, I will talk to y'all later, have a great week, have a great first, well, have a great September, um, because you already know, it's, uh, September 2nd, so, y'all enjoy y'all week and weekend, and catch me next week with another episode, All right, y'all. Have a good one. Talk soon. Mali.